Are you looking for a resource to discuss all topics air conditioning? Well, you're in the right space. Join the Rawson boys as they discuss the hot topics and the cold hard facts. This is the Air Conditioning Podcast. G'day guys and welcome to another episode of the Air Conditioning Podcast where we discuss all things air conditioning, the hot topics and the cold hard facts. And Brad, podcast number two this week. Number two this week. We are stepping it up. Off to a bit of a rocky start so far. But, uh, <laughs> we'll, be, we'll get there. Technology's a marvellous thing if it works. And, uh, yeah. But it's all their fault. It's not our fault. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we had um, uh, Tommy Mello on yep. the last episode. That was good. Home service expert and home service millionaire. Brilliant episode. If you haven't checked it out, guys, go back and have a, a listen because uh, there's lots of gold nuggets in there, as we will have, I'm sure, on this show today, Brad. Definitely. Yep, uh, but before we do, we're not going to do a COVID update like we normally do because we've done that just yep. this, this week anyway. But the footy, first of the uh, finals round is on tonight. It is uh, Geelong and Port. Adelaide Oval. Yeah. 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 26,000. Yeah, I'm with a red in my hand tonight and watch that. <laughs> Choose some tongue as you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, look, today um, on the episode, we have um, Michael Steckler, who's the CEO for Tradeify. And Tradeify are a, um, a CRM yeah. that uh, caters for people within the HVAC industry. Yeah. And um, I will uh, bring Michael in now. G'day, Michael. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. No worries. Pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, we appreciate your time, mate. It's much appreciated. And you're over in the, across the pond. I am indeed. Yeah, we're in uh, Auckland in New Zealand. Brilliant. And uh, for those that uh, are not familiar with Tradeify, mate, can you just share with our audience a bit about you guys and what you're up to? Yeah, so Tradeify was um, founded about eight years ago by uh, Curtis Bailey, who was an electrical engineer who kind of got frustrated with trying to do all of his admin. And so he essentially um, learned how to code and become a software engineer and then decided to sort of build an app that would help him with his business. And then eventually that became a thing that he realized he could take to potential customers and, and Tradeify very simply, our sort of the ethos of the company was built on that idea of making tradies' lives better by removing admin and letting them take their sort of focus their efforts on the tools versus on admin. Um, so essentially Tradeify is a job management software that pretty much manages everything from the moment you have a job or a, a lead for a job right through to the moment you get paid for that job. And we try and do everything in between um, with an app that sort of does that seamlessly. Yeah, cool. Brilliant. And, and where do you find, um, you, you're based in New Zealand, do you have, you have a lot of um, people from Australia already on the platform? Yeah, Australia is one of our um, biggest, mar- biggest markets. So we've got about 15,000 people globally using the product. Um, and sort of our major markets are really Australia, the UK, um, the US and uh, New Zealand. They're sort of our core markets today. And we have lots of other customers in places like South Africa as well. Yeah, what's the how, what? Who do you cater to? Is it what sort of size business? Is it um, generally you're you're, uh, you're one guy in the van that might have a couple of guys working under him, or is it right up to um, you know a couple of hundred uh, employees? Yeah, so we I would say our sweet spot is the sort of one to twenty employees. Uh, yeah. We have some companies that are much bigger than that, but I think we we think of ourselves more as those sort of small company. And trades companies is where we really, really focus our efforts, and that's our sweet spot. So I don't, we wouldn't position ourselves as an enterprise software solution. We're very much thinking about those smaller trades businesses. Yeah, right. Yeah. Do you um do you cater just for the HVAC industry, or are there other industries that you cater for? 
No, across the board, actually. So I would say sort of principally most of our users sort of occupy um, electricians, plumbers, HVAC's a big category for us, um, right through you know, other parts of building construction. Um, it's a pretty long list, but I would say sort of four of our biggest categories tend to be sort of electricians, plumbers and, and HVAC um, are, are certainly up there. Yeah. And, and the intention is, the intention is to sort of try and cater pretty much as broadly as possible with the trades industry. And then we have separate kind of integrations that might cater specifically. For I'll give you an example, there are electrical kind of certificates you might need in certain states in Australia. So we will have solutions to that for those individuals, which again, wouldn't be serviced if you were a HVAC um, person, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. No. Oh, 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 um, Michael, there's obviously other um, CRM type um, platforms available. What separates Tradeify from the from the others? Yeah, so it's a really good question. I think we um, the way the company was created was based on sort of deep consumer research. We spent a lot of time. That's been more difficult recently, but we spent a lot of time talking to our customers and spending time in the field with tradies to really understand what they need. And the one thing that sort of came through for us was the sort of easiest and sort of our positioning statement really is the easiest and fastest job management software. And um, I think that ease of use has been the thing that's differentiated Tradeify over the years and continues to. Um, so we spent a lot of time thinking about like, how do you make this a product? The way I sort of the analogy I draw is a bit like kind of the iPhone. If you don't need to read the instruction manual, then we've been successful. And that's how yeah. we think about it with Tradey. So we, we, we're dealing with people that um, are pretty sophisticated in some instances in using software. And then there's a lot of tradies that this might be their first entrance into using an app or a piece of software to kind of run their business. And so we want to make it as, as you know, catered to the sophisticated end of the spectrum, but also be really easy for someone that's come from pen and paper, frankly, to move into, move into the space. That's really what we're about is we spend a ton of time thinking about making this easy and pretty much on every device. So whether you're yeah. on an Android phone, whether you're using an iPhone, or you're on a web-based application, That's good, yeah. it's, the same, it's, the same, it's the same experience. Yeah, right. right. And how does the, uh, how does the platform uh, roll out as far as what, what's, what does the, the, the tradie need to do to, to get it onto your platform and get it set up? Is that, is that something that you guys help, help them along the way or is it they really do their own thing and configure it the way it suits them? Yeah, we've approached this a couple of ways. In an ideal world, the product is so good that they just, you know, sign up for a free trial, go yeah. straight through our onboarding process, and it's all pretty self-explanatory. But that kind of isn't reality. It's not always how it works out. And sometimes there are quite specific questions that people have. So we have a customer success team um, and a support team, essentially, that if there's an issue that someone, you know, hits during onboarding or when they're using the product, there's a phone number, they can give us a ring, contact us online. Um, and someone will help sort of support them. So that support thing is something that we really value and we think it's gonna be important. Um, and we've sort of invested more in that area because we are, like I said, in some instances, there are people that have moved from, you know, an Excel spreadsheet or pen and paper straight mm -hmm. into an app. So that level of support is, is necessary. Yeah, um, for sure. So, yeah. And, and you mentioned um, iPhone and, um, and Android, and, and I, I'm assuming the tablets are the same? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah, iPad. Any, yeah, so we, we think about the operating system as the, you know, so we, our assumption is that if you're a, a trades business, you know, you might have someone who's on an iPhone, you might have another employee that's got a Samsung, right? It needs to work between both employees. So that's been a sort of big focus of ours. Um, and my sort of ongoing longer term supposition is that mobile will become more important, actually, for a lot of trades people, trade, tradies in terms of how they work. Um, so, yeah, we want to have a really good mobile experience, irrelevant of whether it's an iPad or a, an iPhone, frankly. Yeah, and the, the interface is the same or, or similar in terms of desktop compared to 
device. Yep. 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 Yeah. I mean, it's a slightly different experience when you're on a mobile phone, obviously, than versus being on a desktop. But yes, principally, yeah. you get the same features. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Can you can you tell us some of the some of the main features that you would use or uh, as a tradesperson would use from day to day? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I, one way of looking at it is really the experience from, if you think about, you get a lead, right? Someone's called yeah. up for a quote on a job. So the first thing that happens is we have the, you mentioned the, you know, the CRM, which is an important part of the kind of underlying architecture of the product. And that's really, could be a phone number, could be an email address. So that gets into, into Tradeify. Once you have that, you then move from turning that into basically a quote. So you get in touch with a customer and then you have a record, a customer record. And then there's a quote. So the quote um, is often the first part of the, the sort of journey for a tradie. Um, and they'll, you know, and one of the things we have seen is the speed to quote for customers is becoming more important to, to mm. win work. So we focus a lot on making sure that quotes of, of kind of high quality and a customer can then accept that quote online by phone, however they want to do that. And there's things like quote reminders. If someone doesn't reply to a quote, they'll get an automated email um that says hey there's a quote still outstanding so quotes kind of the one of the first parts then we have jobs jobs is an important part of the core of the product in many ways uh, and with jobs that's essentially once you start you know you're getting a quote accepted and you're starting work you can upload all sorts of information photos any correspondence with the customer into that one area so that's an important part of what we do um, and then there's the the scheduling of employees so we have a scheduler which integrates with the uh, calendar so you can have different employees know where they are, upload their timesheets, all that kind of good stuff. So really, how you think about you, how you manage the kind of workforce of, of the tradies. Um, so that's a key part of the, the system. Um, we have a map. Most of these apps now have maps, but you can geolocate where your employees are, where your next job is, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, and all of that is sort of summarised into a dashboard that principally shows you, you know, where, where's the next job, um, where are you in terms of how many quotes are out, who's paid you, all that kind of good stuff. And then at the end of um, one of the other important parts that we have, which I think is really important for traders that we've tried to simplify, is how they manage purchase orders and suppliers. Um, so we created this idea of a thing called kits, where so if you're a HVAC engineer and you're doing using principally some of the same materials over and over, you can essentially create a kit, which you can then upload. And so if you have to quote a job, you can quite quickly pre-populate um, for that quote. So again, just trying to save people time retyping stuff and then you can very seamlessly create a PO for your suppliers potentially um, and all that all that kind of good stuff that's important and then at the very very end of the journey once the job's completed we have an invoice capability that sends out a professional looking invoice um, and then for some customers we actually then uh, do credit card payments as well so we'll actually take payment and they get confirmation within the system that that job's been job's been paid um, Is that credit? at the end of all the day yeah, go on there, sorry. Go on. I, was gonna, I was gonna say that uh, the credit card payment, is that through Stripe or someone similar to that? Currently that is, that is through Stripe, correct, yeah. yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Does, uh, does it, do you, are you able to control uh, inventory and, and that type of thing? And so you mean inventory is in supplier? So, yeah, like is in uh, say, um, I don't know, van, van stock or you know, that type of thing. How much, how much uh, Inventory you got in the in the warehouses to whether you got some in the vans and whether you, you know, when you're using it and all that sort of thing. No, we we focus more on how they think about. It. Not today. I think it's an interesting area. We are looking at how we can do deeper kind of supplier integration, so we can start to include more of that sort of visibility. I mean, one of the big parts of the you know what we're trying to achieve is efficiency and, and time yeah. back. The other part actually is business visibility. Uh, which can be about making more money or it could be about saving money in some instances. And the example you give there is a, is a good one. one. One thing we've seen 
it varies by market, but recently with COVID, is actually there was a sort of shortage of some suppliers in certain certain yeah. areas of certain things. There was a mass spike in demand with everyone being at home uh, for certain jobs. So yeah, that's an area we're definitely definitely looking at. But principally, what we're trying to do is remove the friction between the supplier and the trader themselves, yeah. um, and also remove the friction between creating quotes and you know putting prices in, and and obviously the price they expose to a subcontractor potentially or to an end customer, they can control that as well, which is which is important. Yeah. And on the accounting side, is that um, that hooked into the likes of Myob and, and Zero and? Yeah, yeah. So we integrate with Myob, Zero, uh, and QuickBooks today, um, as which is, covers most of the market. But we have plans yeah. to integrate with any remaining accounting packages. Yeah, that's been yeah. that's been an important thing. We we have a pretty agnostic approach to sort of outside platforms, and I, I rephrase that. Like we're not going to, for example, we think that Gmail. Um, it's probably going to be, or Google will build the sort of market leading calendar and email and alerts and all that kind of good stuff. So there's no point us trying to replicate that. Mm -hmm. So what we do put most of our kind of research and product efforts into is how do we integrate with those market leading offerings? Mm -hmm. uh, we took the, the same approach with accounting software initially. I think we'll do the same thing with other packages that are out there in the future. Um, that's definitely been a, been a focus of the company. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to that integration with the, on the accounting front, is that something that the the end user can do themselves fairly straight? Is it a fairly straightforward process, or do they need the accountant to, to do that for them as such? Um, it's really easy, really simple. We've actually just launched a sort of two-way sync with Zero, so that you know, TraderFi talks to Zero and Zero talks back, which is yep. pretty powerful, and, and again makes that a lot lot easier once you've signed up to connect with two accounts. Um, they pretty much authenticate, so it's it's really really easy. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And the, and the various features, how, how, who come, uh, do you have a, like a platform where you invite um, sort of the, the, the end user to, to make suggestions and that sort of thing? Or do you have your own sort of group that come up the, how do you select which ones to put in there? Yeah, we use a, we use a platform called Ask Nicely, which is like a um, platform that pretty much goes, does what it says, yeah. <laughs> goes to our goes to our end customers and and uh, gets feedback on a consistent basis. We actually have a channel um, which I've turned off for this, so you wouldn't hear me beeping. But I see all of the comments come through from our customers, and they basically give you a score, ideally ten out of ten, and then you know, with some nice comments. And if it's not a ten out of ten, there's usually you know constructive comments around what you didn't do. So that's an important sort of ongoing mechanism we have in terms of feedback. The other thing you do is we have user focus groups that we talk to quite regularly and just get honest feedback about, you know, what do they need, what's working, what's not working. We do do some ride-alongs. I think that's been a really important part of the business. Uh, we'd obviously, you know, more recently it's been harder to get to, to all of the countries that we're in, but we would um, send our kind of uh, team that look at user research and do a ride-along and see how the app's being used and what we can improve. Um, and then we do a lot of outreach to our customers and surveys and all that. So that's, it kind of underpins all the decisions we make is like, A, do tradies care about it? Um, like one of our company values, our number one company value is we put tradies first, which sort of sounds, you know, it sort of sounds obvious in some ways, but I think we reflect that by doing all this sort of deep user research. So we're not building features that tradies aren't going to use, frankly. Um, so yeah, they're, they're the main mechanisms for, for getting feedback. And then of course we have our support team who are speaking to people regularly on the phone, uh, we're having problems, and sometimes those problems could be a piece of friction within our product that we need to fix. And so we'll, we'll take that feedback and take action as well. Yeah. Um, so you've got uh, so it does a bit of a, the job job tracking side of things as well. So the his, history of each job, um, yeah. how things change throughout the, the you know the process of that job um, going going through. 
Yeah, absolutely. So you, you essentially the job is assigned to the the contact. So yep. you know whoever the the company is that's or the person that's hired the um, the tradesperson in this instance. And yeah, and we track it right through to final invoice and payment. And one of the other things you can set up recurring payments. So if it was a job that um, like we have a HVAC engineer that comes to our office regularly who is a trade by customer, <laughs> didn't let him leave the building until I asked him. But um, <laughs> so he has a. He comes in a pretty recurring cycle, so that's just done within Tradeify, where there's a recurring payment set up, recurring job, and that's really easy to, to do. So yeah, 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 that's good. Um, do do you come across many like uh, roadblocks in terms of features or or, te or the technology itself, and and how do you prioritise and perhaps overcome those obstacles? Um, I think the roadblocks are always the usual ones of like enough hours in the day to do everything to, to match the ambition of all the things we want to do. And so we do have to prioritize at some point. Um, and like how we do that is we look at how many users does it affect? Like where's the demand for the feature? Um, and we have a pretty long roadmap of things that we want to achieve that we know our users want, um, have the biggest sort of level of importance to us. Um, I think the general roadmaps, the things we look for the most, um, is the number of clicks. The thing I get obsessed about is the number of clicks to do something. Yeah. And then the other thing we look at is what's the failure rate once you get to a certain number of clicks, what's the success rate of someone actually then completing the task they wanted to, to complete. Um, and we have a really low failure rate and that's probably one of the things that I think is the biggest thing we keep an eye on is like, is it easy for our customers? Like, can we live up to the brand promise? And if we can't, we need to fix that. And so your question about integrations with Zero and other platforms, for example, that was a focus because if it's not if it's not easy, people just won't do it. They'll just get fed up and, and they won't use the they won't use the system. So yeah, that's probably one of the things we, we spend a lot of time on. So you'd be uh, you'd be forever uh, putting out um, uh, up, updates and so forth, no doubt. Yep, uh, yep, yep. We have feature, evolving feature all the time. Releases every, yeah, we work on a sort of six week cycle of, of releases, unless there's something that happens in between that needs to be addressed. But yeah, we we that's sort of. Um, you know, the engineering team are focused on how much stuff can they ship and how quickly, and they're yeah. pretty obsessed about that. But not for the sake of launching features. I think one thing that is important is we we still don't believe in having a very long list of features, and because we, yeah. we always come back to what does the trade actually need? Yeah. Uh, and I think you have a really complex, you know, 100 features. It's sort of where I think, it, it's, I'll give you an analogy, it's kind of where Microsoft got to at some point in time, which was they kept relaunching new versions of Office. Yeah. And the current Office users were like, well, I actually haven't sussed out all the features in the current version, let alone you give me another 100 new features I'm never going to use. Yeah. So we, do, we, we don't launch features for features' sake. I think a lot of what we do is improve the features we know that tradies care the most about. Um, and you know, that's a lot of the stuff we know about, right? Creating jobs, how you manage your customers, how you send an invoice, the quote that you send, um, just really making that, that experience a bit more seamless. And that's really where the, the, the effort kind of goes. Yeah, right. And um, how how do you um, how does it work with your billing side of things? Do you is it a, is it a subscription based or is it just a yeah. monthly monthly fee or? Yeah, it's really simple. You sign up for a free trial. Um, if you enjoy the free trial, you like the product, then you sort of sign up for thirty nine bucks a month uh, per user. Um, so it's just a flat fee, irrelevant of how many jobs or quotes or invoices you send. And we did that intentionally just to keep it really, really simple. And it's mm -hmm. a monthly subscription that gets taken from your credit card on a monthly basis. And that's, yeah. that's it. And if, uh, if you're not enjoying the product or things change within your business, you can, you can cancel. Yeah. Right. So that's a per, per user fee. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Yeah, cool. And um, as you mentioned before, Mark, we were saying about, um, you know, on a, 
on a per job, some of the some of the platforms use a, a per job basis for each job that's created as such you get charged for. Yet yours is, is a lot more simplified than that, having that monthly fee. What what was the is it just the simplicity aspect that you were considering when you decided on that? Yeah, it was a couple of things. We spoke to a lot of tradies when we go when we were going through pricing. We've we've obviously made pricing changes over the years and the overriding feedback was like, look, I want to manage cash flow and know what I'm gonna spend. What yeah. I don't want is a surprise at the end of the month that's mm. gonna be a bigger number than I expected. Um, and also we don't want our business to be tied to their success. And what I mean by that is if the trader becomes even more successful, we still want them to pay the same fee per user. We don't want to charge extra because you've got more jobs. So for us it was just about simplicity. It seemed like the fairest model um that allowed for that forecasting of what the, the fee is and we think it's a fair amount for the sort of level of features and and the benefits that you get from the product but it was yeah short version is that was the feedback we got was like keep it simple make it reasonable and most people were happy with that yeah yeah and in, in terms of like your filtering um do you have like a means of being able to sort you know perhaps commercial to residential and then quotes to jobs and jobs unsuccessful that type of thing yeah, the dashboard does some of that. I mean, we, we, one of the things we are trying to provide is that level of insight, and that's really what the sort of CRM is about as well with customers. I think there is a there's a bigger opportunity. I think over time, um, for tradies to to be able to like get more work that isn't just word of mouth and mm. use you know our system and the CRM system to understand what that looks like. Um, when you think about the map feature that we have, for example, you know, in most instances, a lot of tradies want to work in a certain area; they don't want to have to travel too far for a job. And even when you think about how you quote. The jobs, yeah. you know, one job's over here, it's two hours further away than this job then. So I think there's a lot of insight that we can, we can pull from that. It's an area that we're, we're trying to work on. We, in terms of when you say commercial versus residential, you mean in terms of the type of jobs that they get? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they, they can label that within the system, right? So you can create a hierarchy when you're naming your jobs within, within Tradeify, so you could separate between a, a residential and a commercial job. Yeah, um, for sure. And, and I was thinking more perhaps along the lines of uh, from the marketing point of view, if you've got a, a marketing, um, uh, what do you call it, a marketing campaign, campaign thank you, um, that you want to send out to just your commercial clients, then you can extract that data. Yeah, you would have the, com it's, it's, a, it's a great question. I don't give you the wrong answer. But yeah, you essentially have a, a CRM within Tradeify that has your contacts. So yes, that would be possible. And that's an area that I think, you know, we believe will become more important over time. Um, we're seeing a few trends and one is, and you know, unfortunately, you know, COVID and everything that's happening was sort of from a recessionary standpoint in the world right now might accelerate this and it obviously differs by, by country. Um, but that ability to be able to sort of professionally get back in touch with your kind of database of historical customers and current customers is going to become really, really important. So yeah. I think it's a really good point how you segment that and how you talk to a commercial company versus how you talk to a individual in a house, residential customer, is going to be quite different for sure. Mm -hmm. In the, in the, um, within a job, um, do you have time tracking? Does it automatically yeah. track your time and then equate that to a figure in the well, invoice? Got, or? Uh, we use a timesheet feature so that once the trader, if it's a subcontractor, um, you know, they can actually just very simply put that in via mobile on their yeah. timesheet. But the map also geolocates where people are, so you have a good sense of you yeah. know, someone in the back in the office can see what's actually going on. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm. Keep an eye on it. Um, hypothetically speaking, if you if if um, if funds were unlimited, what where would you like to see 
Tradify in the future? Ooh, that's a great question. I think, um, you know, there's a, there's a few things we're sort of excited about that I think happen in the industry. I think there's, one of them is that I think we can really help tradies with um, kind of how they get paid and do more with payments. I think there's a big opportunity in payments and a lot of software business like us would think that way. But I do think when you think about cash flow and buying supplies and all that kind of stuff, that's definitely an issue I think we can help fix. Um, so that's an area that we, we're, we're quite excited about. I do think um, the whole notion of lead generation and helping uh, tradies have a better online presence, I think is going to become more important. And so I think we can potentially, we think we can potentially play a role there with helping our tradies get more visibility online and have a professional look and feel in terms of the first touch from a consumer of seeing that tradie right through to the quote and the invoice. Um, and then, you know, I'd love us to be in obviously more places across the world. We're, we're pretty global already, but I'd love us to be even more global. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it'd be amazing to have Tradify as the sort of leader um, for small uh, trading companies everywhere in the world would be a, that would be an amazing thing. If, if money was no object, I definitely would have that ambition for sure. Yeah. Do you guys have um, a referral program in place, Michael? Yes. Yeah, we do do some level of referrals um, with some of our current customers. Yeah. And it, var- it varies seasonally, but we do do referrals. Yeah. And we'll actually, we've, we've got a code we can share with your um, your listeners at the end of this uh, end of this section as well. You must remind cool. me. Brilliant. Yeah, no worries. Brilliant. How many people are working in the organisation there? So at the moment we are approaching, I want to say, thirty-seven. Yep. People. 37, so yeah. not not yep. a huge company, but yeah. Yep. And, and we growing. Yeah. All of the it intrigues me. All the information that gets uploaded to the uh, to the platform, obviously, um, is is that that's obviously. Uh, goes through to a server somewhere like Google or somewhere like that. Is, is that right? Because that must be a huge Correct. amount of, yeah. Huge amount it's all, of data. It's all, yeah, it's all up in the cloud. Um, yeah. So, and we work with, uh, with Microsoft and it's all, it's all up there and we feel, yeah, feel okay. good about that. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing what can be done nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Amazing. Yeah. I'm there, I'm there, I dare say when you've got credit cards and things being used, you need to have that level of security and encryption. Yeah. It's a really, it's a really important, like our most, um, when I think about our business, I think about our most valuable asset, uh, you know, apart from obviously the, the people that work harder every day and it is our customers and, you know, their data and how we treat that and all that kind of stuff is really, really important. Yeah, that's the number one thing for the, for the company. Yeah. For sure. yeah. When it comes to the marketing, um, do you have a, like an export feature that you can export your database and, and then manipulate that to suit your marketing strategy? It's, it's, is that a... So a feature or, or how, does that, how do you work then? So within our, that's a really good question. Um, I think we do it from within, really it's within Tradeify. I haven't seen it used as much in that way yet. I think yeah. that's kind of where I'm talking about how, where I think it could go. Yeah. Um, and in an ideal world, it would, you know, back to my earlier point, in an ideal world, I think where we want to be um, is that frictionless integration where you would just say, right, I want to do a Google SEM campaign. Yeah. And I want to do it against this customer set. And more likely it might be a Google remarketing campaign and you just upload it straight from Tradeify. So not yeah. today, but I think in the future that could be, it's not like a massive feature that's been demanded as yet, but I think yeah. it will become more important. Sure. It's something we're thinking about. Yeah. Mm. Very nice. And um, before we jump into the next round here, Michael, I'm just going to ask you um, more about the, uh, the code, if you would share with our audience, uh, that you guys have kindly put together for us. 
The what, sorry? Oh, the code, yes. The code. <laughs> the special offer code for our audience. I thought, you, I thought you were asking me to um, <laughs> tell you how we code, and I was like... Yeah. I, I can't really I'm, tell you that. I'm not going to tell you that. Um, <laughs> what I might do, because it, it's a long string, is I might actually just... Can you post it to the... So there is one, but it might be easier if I put it in the thing afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so sure. Any, anyone listening, it will be a code and it will be... Yeah, and it'll be in the show notes. Yeah, yeah they, can click straight, click, they can click straight through from there, which will probably be easier than trying yeah, to cool. it. No, that's fine. No worries. Um, all right. Um, well, if that's uh, unless you've got anything else well, you'd think, like to ask, Michael, I think uh, my tank is drained. As <laughs> <laughs> they say. Um, all right. Well, let's move to the next round. Sounds good. Okay. Alrighty, so here we are, back in the keeping it cool in the hot seat segment. Have you heard this one, Michael, and how this works? I have, yes. You have? Yes, I, I think, yes. Have you been, right. have you been preparing, <laughs> secretly preparing? No, I just suddenly realised I just feel a bit stupid because I have listened to it and I haven't prepared. <laughs> I, I decided that... I decided that was probably the best approach. Yeah, that's the, that's the best way. That's the way. And we do change it up a little bit occasionally, don't we? We do sometimes, but I'm not that prepared at the moment. Yeah, so we're going to repeat the same ones as uh, earlier this week. So, um, all right. Would you like to I'll start the clock, clock now? All right, Michael. If you were to write an autobiography, what would the title be? Winner. I just came straight to my head. It's That's good, yeah. yeah. Nice. If you could be a superhero, who would you be? Uh, Batman. Nice one. The Dark Knight. It's great. That's a great, that's still, it's still unrivaled in superhero movies, by the way. I think yeah. that's like, I love Yeah. Anyway, yeah, sorry, we digress. No, just, right. just, uh, just on that, do you prefer the, um, the old Batmans or the newer type in the Marvel stuff? Uh, I prefer, well, I prefer the new one. I prefer the Dark Knight Rises, that series, that's my, I mean, that's the best yet. I'm not seeing anything that matches that. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, if a song described your work ethic, Michael, what would the song be? Um, oh. Feel free to sing it. Hard, hard, hard Day's Night. <laughs> 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 if, you're, if you're a brand, what would your motto be? Uh, be honest. Okay. If you could sit with one celebrity or famous person for a chat, who would that be? Oof. Um, sheesh, that's a tough one. Uh, probably, uh, oh man, I should, this should be easy, shouldn't it? I'll be struggling. I'd probably say, Oh, I'm really struggling on this. Who do I want to sit and have a chat to? Um, Did you say Dolly Parton? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't say definitely not Dolly Parton. No, Dolly Parton. Definitely, definitely, definitely not Dolly Parton. My mind is gone completely blank. I'd probably say actually, right now, right now, Jacinda Ardern. She's a prime minister here. I've moved. I've moved down this end of the world fairly recently, so that would be an interesting conversation just to understand. Yeah, yeah. fair call. Fair yeah. call. Um, when you go on vacation, what's the first thing you pack? First thing I pack, shorts. Shorts. If uh, Hollywood made a movie about your life, who would you like to play the lead role? Uh, I'd probably say Denzel Washington. Yeah? I like him. He's a great actor. Yeah, yeah, he he's is. good. Yeah. He's he good. Is very good. Yeah, sure. um, if you had to choose one meal for the rest of your life, what would that meal be? That's a really tough one. Uh, I would 
probably say, uh, oh, it might be sushi. Sushi? Healthy and awesome. like it, yeah. Fresh. A bit of wasabi. Bit of wasabi, yeah, <laughs> like a bit of spice. Yeah, good, good. Uh, using a scale of one to 10, Michael, rate yourself on your weirdness. On my weirdness or beardness? Weirdness. <laughs> beardness, I'll give you a 10 because that's a nice, <laughs> nice beard you got. I think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty normal to go. So I'll probably give myself a six. Six, <laughs> cool. Um, if you were the president, what's the first thing you would change? Or the prime minister? Uh, oh. What did I say? President. Oh, I meant, sorry, prime minister. I'm stuck <laughs> in the universe. First thing I, first thing I would change, uh, probably food prices. Okay, very cool. Getting up there. Um, if you had a time machine, where's the first place you would go? First place I would go. Uh, I'd go to the 1966 World Cup final. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> as in the soccer, soccer World Cup final. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> name, one, name one thing everyone looks weird doing. Um, this is a hard one. It is. Cleaning their teeth. Cleaning your teeth. Yeah. They do look weird, a bit frothy. How would you, um, or have you ever had a sick day when you, when you weren't really sick? No. No. You're an honest man. Come on. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, I'm being fun- honest. <laughs> your favourite swear word? Favourite, favourite swear word. Um, uh, it's probably I probably say shit a lot. <laughs> okay, very cool. That's not a bad one. That's, probably, that's not bad. That's, that's, that's all right. And and uh, Michael, your porn star name. Oh, see, my kids are going to listen to this and I have to explain to them what that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can, you can configure it however you want. Situation. Um, so I'm going I'm to have to lie to them and say it's something completely different and it would be, I, I don't know. Uh, first I was pet, hoping this is a question you wouldn't ask. Me. Um, oh, London lounger, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, London London. London. <laughs> well, we'll give that a bit out of tick. Well done, mate. Thank you yeah. for, uh, for 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 uh, entertaining us with your answers there. That was very very nice. That's good. But um, now we just wanted to say thank you firstly for coming on, Michael. We really appreciate your time. And for those listening, the uh, the special code that the guys need to or our audience can use for a discount, I believe, is that right on Tradefun? Yep. Yeah. Okay, and uh, I believe it's a 50% discount, Brad, for the That's first three months, which is outstanding. Now, that code word, guys, is AC Podcast. Not a hard one to, to get. AC Podcast. So if you use that, uh, you'll get a discount of 50% for the first three months. That's awesome. It's pretty good. Really good. So um, thank you for putting that together, Michael. We, we appreciate that. And again, thank you for your time today. No, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Shane, Brad. Good to chat. No worries. All right. Thanks very enjoy much. The, enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. See you, mate. Bye. Bye. See you. And guys, um, for those uh, of you who haven't heard all our episodes, please would encourage you to go back and have a listen to them because there's we've had some staggering guests well, on. Good ones in there now. We are. Building the library. We are building the library <laughs> indeed, but um, don't forget to stop by at airconditioningpodcast.com our socials, get on and give us a review if you can, because that does help with our discoverability, Brad. Definitely. Very important. Uh, But until uh, the next episode, Brad. See you later. (laughs) Catch you guys.
That's all for this episode of the Air Conditioning Podcast. Be sure to stop by at airconditioningpodcast.com to connect with us, as well as on Facebook and Twitter, and join in the conversation. Until next time, stay tuned, stay positive, and stay cool.